Hey Mockingbird, my name is Sarah Woodard and I am coming to you from my backyard in Charlottesville, Virginia. This spring I have been interning for Mockingbird in Charlottesville, which has been awesome. Um, I've loved the ministry for a long time now, so it's a gift to be a part of it and it's a gift to be sharing with you all this morning and I hope I'm able to just offer you a word of encouragement and grace. Um, so as I've been growing accustomed to a quieter and slower pace of life that just comes along with social distancing, I have been reminded of how I spent my last summer. Um, last summer I was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania doing an internship. And if you know one thing about Lancaster, Pennsylvania, it's probably that there is a large Amish community there. Um, so pretty much the two things that people would tell me when I said I was moving to Lancaster were either, um, one, isn't that where a lot of Amish people live, or two, my grandparents live there. So those were pretty much the two things I knew going into Lancaster, um, that and that it had a lot of farms. So it definitely lived up to my expectation that it would be a quieter and slower pace of life that summer. Um, of course, by the end of the summer, I had met a lot of people and it was an awesome experience, but it was an adjustment. Um, my social circles were a lot smaller. There were not as many things to do, and I got a lot more time alone than I had been used to for a while. Um, so I now kind of think back about it now as my quarantine training. Of course, that was unbeknownst to me at the time. But in many ways, um, my summer right now reflects my last summer in ways that I wasn't expecting. And I've also had a lot of time alone with my thoughts and time of quietness and stillness and time to think and reflect and um, that's not always wanted. I don't always want to think and reflect, but sometimes that's kind of inevitable when there's just um, more time alone. And I think that's probably true for a lot of you all as well. Um, of course, there's probably a lot of you who might be finding quarantine is a louder time than usual if you have kids at home or seemingly endless Zoom calls um, or you're working from home. But I think that for all of us, we have been kind of globally stripped of a lot of our usual daily activities and doings. We can't just go to the movies or go to our bars and restaurants and coffee shops or have group gatherings or um, we just don't have as much, as many things that we can do and we're not, um, our, our daily lives look a lot different and have been, yeah, stripped of a lot of our usual um, activities. and. I know that for me, when a lot of the doing halts, I begin to have more questions about my being, about who I am. Um, and if you know me, I'm always quoting one of my um, beloved mentors who told me, you are a human being, not a human doing. I actually wrote my first blog for Mockingbird on this, and I've been thinking about it even more in quarantine because we live in a society that tells us we are what we do. but now that same society is kind of is legally prohibiting us from doing a lot of what we usually do. So what do we do when we live in a society that tells us we are what we do, but we can no longer do a lot of those things? Um, fortunately, we serve a God that tells us we are what Christ did for us on the cross, not what we do on our own. Um, and that is a truth that is not dependent on anything that is going on in the world or our current circumstances and um, doesn't change in a global pandemic. So I think in this time of collectively and globally being stripped of our usual 
doing, so a lot more of us might be reflecting on our being, on who we are. So I want to take some time to think about that this morning. Um, and I want to talk about the truth that not only God calls you beloved, but that God also really likes you. Um, this too is a part of your essential identity and being as God's creation. So I want to take a look at Zephaniah 3, which is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, so I'm going to read from Zephaniah 3:17. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. I love this passage because it is just such an amazing image of how God thinks about us. And scripture says that God is with you, that God saves you, and that he loves you. And it also says that God delights in you and that he rejoices over you, so much so that he breaks into song. So if you find that you have more time um, to reflect in this time of literally government-enforced stillness, reflect on the fact that God delights in you. God delights in the way that you look, in the way that you talk, and in the way that you are. And I think a lot of us, myself included most days, can have really toxic self-narratives, um, even and perhaps especially as Christians. We often think of Christ going to the cross begrudgingly, or we think that God tolerates us. We might know that God loves us, but we don't think that he actually really likes us. Um, one of my favorite quotes is one that comes from theology professor and author James Bryan Stevenson, and it's this, I know one thing for sure, and it's that I am one in whom Christ dwells and delights. I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. The kingdom is not in trouble and neither am I. Smith noted that the apostle Paul uses the phrase in Christ or Christ in us in the epistles around 89 times, which is a lot. Um, this is obviously a significant part of how Paul identified himself as being in Christ. And the same is true for all of us as, um, as Christians. We are people in whom Christ dwells. And by some miracle, we are also people in whom Christ delights. So today I hope that you might reflect on the fact that, can, that when God looks at you, he is well pleased. Genesis says that after God created man and woman, he looked at all that he had made and it was very good. You were created in the image of a God who loves you who dwells in you and who delights in you. And we belong to a kingdom that cannot be taken away or down by anything, including coronavirus. You are safe in the unshakable kingdom with the king who delights in you.